baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DGen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Spambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and we are back again, baby. It feels so good to be back. New week, new me. Little, little cut. I saw Ryan looking all fresh last week. I had to go and get me a give me a fresh little haircut as well. I brought the mullet back. You can't see it because I got my my headphones on, but it's baseball. See a little bit, a little bit back season, there. But, I mean, it's flowing. It's there. It's yeah. There. It looks good. I, I look it's damn there. good. It is there. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, and I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing fantastic. It's a start of a new week here, World Baseball Classic week. I mean, it's been been a good week of it so far, but it's just ramping up now with uh, USA losing to Mexico, uh, teams advancing now, people come out to the States for the semifinals, quarterfinals. So it's an exciting time to see some like actual competitive baseball now in the uh, lead, up, lead up to the season. It is, and we haven't talked much World Baseball Classic on here either, so it's kind of nice to, to switch it up a little bit. I know we did our uh, category and Roto League rankings last time, and so now this time we get to do a little uh, World Baseball Classic talk. I'm excited to talk about the fucking Joey Manessis bombs that he hit yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been watching much of the uh, uh, World Baseball Classic? I've watched a little bit here. That's enough. When I can. That's enough. <laughs> It's not a no. Like I, I've watched games. I watched the USA Great Britain game the other day. Okay. And then I watched uh, Netherlands when I was in Arizona. I don't remember who the fuck they were playing. And I was drunk, drunk in the hot tub. But I was watching Netherlands play baseball. So I've watched a little bit. What about you? Yeah, I, I've thrown it on every now and then. I've I've been profitable betting on it, so that's been that's been fun. That's what I'm um, talking about. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to watch. Like I said, competitive baseball here. You know, it was nice having spring training for a few weeks, but you're not really watching like intently there. You're starting in the background. Same thing with World Baseball Classic besides like the, the intense games. But yeah, uh, it is weird after watching a few spring training games to watch the World Baseball Classic without the pitch clock and without all the rules there. So it does <laughs> feel a bit slower, but it also feels like that mm-hmm. playoff atmosphere where it shouldn't have that pitch clock. So we'll see if the uh, MLB ends up uh, changing that rule or tweaking it a little bit. Yeah, it, it feels like an entirely different brand of baseball, even though that's what we're that's the baseball we've been watching forever. But everybody's been so amped up on the pitch clock and everything nowadays. All the videos out the pitch clock and training that did you say that wild shit Max Scherzer did the other day where he got himself set super ready so that mm-hmm. the batter had to get ready and then he just sat there until the batter called time and then quick pitched him. That 
I mean, there's a game to it, but I'm not going to lie. I like it. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like that shit a lot. Yeah, that's that's the game within the game there. Pitchers are going to try to find a way to take advantage of it. So are batters, I'm sure. That's unforeseen circumstances of the rule change. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping as the season goes on, they do make changes to it. But, I mean, they had a season or two of it in the minors, and this is what they went with. I think this is even mm-hmm. a shorter clock than they had in the minors. But, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the course of a full season. We've seen people say they should they should turn the clock off in the, after the seventh inning, I think uh, Buck Shawwater said. I think definitely ninth inning, extra innings, turn that clock off. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the World Baseball Classic. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. And do leave us a five-star rating and review if you uh, like what you hear. So it helps us grow the show there. And make sure you are following us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash money. Going live on there anytime we go live when we record during the week. I'm going to be doing some uh, MLB The Show streaming on there. Hopefully, when that comes out next Friday, uh, we'll hop on there, talk baseball sometime. So hopefully, uh, we'll get a good following over there, be able to interact with people. And, of course, on uh, Twitter as well, at Fake Baseball. In the YouTube, in the TikTok, Fake Baseball Money, both there. Blake has been pumping out the uh, video clips. Make sure you give us a follow on uh, every social platform, not just one. Yes, sir. I've been pumping them out the best I can. We'll get some more clips from today's episode, I'm sure, because I get bored and I like to clip them together. And I just like making baseball videos. It's like a new found love, which is enjoyable. And I'm going to work on putting some World Baseball Classic ones out there too, mm-hmm. kind of mix it up a little bit, you know? Especially with how electric these home runs are, which I I fucking love that because I'm a big I'm a big bat flip connoisseur uh, <laughs> uh, and exciting home run celebrate celebration celebration and yeah you know the, the celebrations yeah. and like they they always seem to be amazing in the playoffs because it's just it's so electric everybody's fired up every home run is so crucial and it's the same in the World Baseball Classic every home run whether it's mm-hmm. the first inning. Or a walk off to end the game is just electric, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, every country pretty much except uh, USA is having just insane crowds <laughs> and stuff, and they're equating it to the playoffs and playoff crowds. But USA, just I mean, the, we have a good team. Mike Trout recruited everybody, but the pitching, Adam Wainwright being the ace, is kind of a joke. Um, they couldn't get. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kershaw backed out, Nestor backed out. Which I understand because, like pitchers, I imagine it's a lot harder to get ramped up and pitch at, high, at a high intensity, and it's just not. We don't care about it as much. Like, like the DR is is crazy. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, you see all over there in in Japan and in mm-hmm. Korea, but it's just not the same here. And you know what? I, I want more World Baseball Classic. I, I think it should be every year, every two years. It's mm-hmm. great. It's great to have these just mini tournaments where you see these top players. Some player top players you don't see because they're over over in Japan or, or in the KBO or, or wherever, or you see these players coming up that, you know, were in the minors making a name for themselves in this small tournament to get, get a job for themselves. So it's exciting. Uh, I hope it comes around more often, more often definitely than once every six years was their last one. Yeah. And I like seeing, uh, it's a little, but seeing teams like Czech Republic, how do you see that video where everybody's not Czech Republic explain what their day job was? Yeah, it was like teachers yeah. and bankers and grow 
grocery store workers and all, and they're out and facing off against some of the best baseball players in the entire world. I, I like seeing that stuff. I mean, are they getting killed? Kind of. Yeah, you, you see those smaller countries right now. I mean, Great Britain is up five three on Colombia through five innings. There, there's a big underdog there. I think they were. I think I bet them plus three and a half or plus four and a half runs. So uh, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, good to see. Also good to see is WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from five to six p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here, so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you had the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportswinbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Once you turn your order and presence, they were played through WinBet available. If you have some notes again, problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And the DGEN Dance, our match, March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter in $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. You can right, so, yeah. use that. Or, uh, yeah, you can win that gift card and use it on some uh, baseball money. Is fake merch. We got cool and hoodie kinds of shit that you might want. So fire it up. Try and win. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I have to say that probably the biggest star going into the World Baseball Classic and so far would probably be Shohei Otani. I mean, he he mm-hmm. just completely takes over takes over Japan. Um, you saw his home run ball, like the fans were passing it around for pictures and stuff. Like that, that would never happen <laughs> yeah. over here. Someone would just take that, take that and run. So Love to see that. Uh, we'll highlight on a few players here. We'll kick it off with him. I mean, he, he's not going to change his stock much in, in the World Baseball Classic unless he got hurt. So far, though, he is 6-for-12 uh, with a home run, three doubles, five runs scored, and eight RBIs. I mean, you, you expect nothing less from, from Otani against some of not too great competition, I don't think, over there in that pool. Yeah, and, I mean, all he's really done is show the world that he's still just like possibly the best base overall baseball player ever he's been pitching his ass off too i feel so bad for some of these teams they play where when he's pitching the hitters that have to go against him he throws like a hundred mile an hour sinker which is fucking ridiculous and if you're not playing at the major league level or i mean even maybe in the kbo like you're fucked if you face something like that so yeah he's just hitting absolute tanks playing out there with newt bar grinding the pepper on all the doubles it's for watch and yeah i mean I, this is what everybody expected from otani like otani makes major leaguers look like little leaguers and he is now making everybody else at like on the big stage look like fucking little leaguers yeah and i'm i'm, I'm glad you mentioned his, his pitching he had one start so far four innings one hit allowed five strikeouts and yeah i, I didn't throw large Nupar or boy on this uh, list for this show but <laughs> you got to shout him out six for 14 seven runs scored three rbis two stolen bases he's got the, got the pepper grinder or whatever there he's putting he's pumping up his uh his team there. So yeah, this is good. Uh, Lars Nupar propaganda heading into the season. Hopefully you, you guys got in on him <laughs> when we were high on him much, much earlier. Yeah. I mean, we've been riding the Lars Nupar hype train since like the second half of last year. 
and here we are and now the man is he's everybody's favorite fucking ah, I, gotta, I gotta stop he's everybody's favorite player right now or at least my favorite player he's so fun to watch and otani is so fun to watch i know you didn't have otani as your number one like we did our rankings on the last episode. I had Otani as my number one overall for category. If, if he's one player, he's number one. If, if, if he's one player, he's number one. Maybe not okay. in, in a weekly okay. league, but definitely daily league. Okay. Uh, in a weekly league, probably top three or five. But you, but if you have him in a weekly league and you start him as a pitcher and he goes off as a hitter, you're going to just kick kick yourself. And then, then you know... <laughs> Vice versa. So I, I don't want to have to make that decision with my with my top line guy. I'd rather just take, not necessarily rather take a stud and just just be able to play him. But you don't want to have that have that potential regret of uh, benching Otani. Yeah, I know. In our our SUP and Dynasty League that we started, I had third pick. Did you have second or I had second? I had I second because I took J Rod. Oh, yeah, second. That's right. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, that's right. You took J Rod. I took Acuna, and then I think Otani went sixth to Captain Insano. Shout out yeah, you if you're in the chat right now. And I, I was so close to thinking, like, I'm still thinking about trading for him, just because I know Insano's not a fan of the got to pick if he's a pitcher or a hitter for the week. I'm okay with that. I would live with the regret if he hits a couple dingers during the week, if because I'm only I'm only starting him in a weekly league. At hitter when he's like got a one a one start weekend mm-hmm. pitcher, if he's yeah. a two start pitcher, he's your pitcher. Like you start mm-hmm. in there regardless. So, yeah, I'm the yeah, I'm the same uh, on Otani now. As long as it, as long as it's a fair trade and not gonna be not gonna be vetoed. <laughs> hey, I you 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 vetoed the offer I was gonna send before I could yeah. even send it. It's it's funny <laughs> thing straight up Acuna for Otani. And if, if you're if you're listening, Captain Insano, take my advice. Don't listen. To I, Another guy here that has uh, been killing it for Mexico, had a few big hits for Mexico against uh, the USA on Sunday night, is someone that I think kind of just doesn't get talked about a lot. Randy Rosarina in their War Baseball Classic, he is 6 for 12, or no, 5 for 9, with 4 runs, a home run, and 4 RBIs. Also does have 3 doubles, so 4 of his 5 hits have been for extra bases. Uh, ADP right now is 38.7 in March. I I think Arizona is just severely underrated. I, I guess mm-hmm. he had, I guess he's not incredible. He had 20 home runs back to back years, 69, 89 RBIs, but he gets those steals 20 and then 32 career average of 269. He just puts up those numbers across the board, especially I imagine in, in points leagues. I know he is good in the uh, underdog best ball. I've drafted him a bit, but yeah. What do you think of uh, a Rosarina? Uh, I love him. And I think this has been an, excellent showing for him thus far because like you said he is pretty underrated even though i think he's in the second tier of outfielders if you go by adp i'm trying to check the adp right now uh he was the first player last year to 2020 on the or no never mind that was adolis garcia i'm fucking wrong but he was mm-hmm. one of the only people that went 2030 this year he does make some dumb base running mistakes fucking blunders you got the pizza boxes now with, though just yeah which like he he could legit he has focus he could steal 40 bases in a season if he can focus it's possible and i love i just love the fact that he's he's getting the extra base hits right now he's doing the things you need to do because what people need to keep in mind is that 
the major league players in these tournaments are supposed to perform like major leaguers. Major leaguers are supposed to have crazy stats in this. They're not supposed to go one for 15 with a single. Like that's not supposed to happen. They're supposed to hit 556 with a home run and three doubles in nine at bats. Like that's what you're supposed to do. And he's, he's proving that he is, he's Randy Rosarini. He's a, a 20 home run. Man, I want to see him steal 40 bases. I want a 20-40 guy. I want to see it he, happen. He definitely could. He was caught stealing 12 times last year. So, so he had 44 total attempts. And the year before, he was 20 for 30. So he, he does not mind being thrown out on the base path, <laughs> especially with these new uh, pitch clock and, and the, and the uh, pickoff rules. I could see him going even more. I could see him getting 50. Yeah. Oh, that would be crazy. I would love to see somebody steal 50. <laughs> oh, and he's actually... Right now, he's the 10th fielder off the board, 40 overall for the consensus ADP on uh, Fantasy Pros. And, of course, ESPN is fucking with his value because he's, they have he, him 82nd. He's 12th outfielder at 39 on uh, NFBC in March. There's 102 NFBC. drafts there, so I figure that's a pretty good sample size. Uh, right ahead of him is Dalton Varsho, who's likely being drafted as a catcher. Michael Harris is mm-hmm. ahead of him by 10 picks. Then after him are uh, Luis Robert and Kyle Schwarber and Cedric Mullins. And, and then, yeah, I think that like a Rosarina, Robert, uh, Schwarber, Mullins, Garcia tier is like, if you can get two of a Rosarina, Mullins, and Garcia, I think that's a, a solid, solid outfield foundation. I agree. I didn't realize that he was like overall the 10th on the consensus board because that's that wouldn't say that he's underrated that would say that he's pretty fucking pretty highly rated well he's not underrated. Oh, yeah, he offers like, that power just, speed so he just goes about he's his there. business no one's like no one's like oh let's watch out for randy rosarini he just quietly puts <laughs> up those numbers that's true speaking of uh somebody quietly putting up some pretty numbers in the world baseball classic salvador perez for mm. venezuela i know he just had a monster game the other day, currently, he is five for eight with a home run, three doubles, and five RBIs. That's good for batting 625 thus far. I know he just had that, four, what is it, 48 home runs two years ago. Yep. He had an excellent second half of last year, so this could be a good showing that Salvi's back. Yeah, I mean, Salvi is, is playing his heart out for his country. Five for eight is, is insane with... Uh, for those hits being for extra bases, five RBIs. We all, we talked about the Royals lineup. It's not going to be great, but the top of the lineup should be pretty good with uh, what well, they got projected. Witt, Witt, Melendez, Perez, then Vinny, and then Hunter Dozier, five, is, isn't a bad five spot, but he's going to be hitting three for the Royals, yeah. projected to hit 30 home runs. His ADP in March is right up there at 62. Uh, the next player overall is Adley Rutschman at 64. Who would you take? Perez or Rutschman? Adley Rutschman, my number one overall catcher in fantasy. Oh, I forgot. Still would I take forgot. Adley Rutschman. <laughs> I forgot he was. On my fantasy pros rankings, overall. Adley Rutschman is my number one overall catcher. I will die on that hill. He is going to, he's got the vibes. And we talk about the vibes, mm. they're important. He's going to be the first catcher since 2019 to have 30 doubles and 20 home runs in the season. He's going to hit 285. Love Salvi to absolute death. I think uh, the emergence of MJ Melendez is going to do wonders for Salvi for an entire season. He's going to get some rest. He's going to be able to play probably a lot more DH, save them knees. He 
could be a 30 home run catcher again, but if I got to pick between him and Adley, I'm still going Adley. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I probably agree with you there. I probably wouldn't take him quite at 62, but you know, mm-hmm. if I miss uh, Real Muto, I'm, I'm not going to – I don't love Will Smith. Uh, Rutschman is a good pick, but if Perez gets down there to sixth or seventh round, I, I wouldn't mind picking up a catcher there. Yeah, especially catcher's pretty deep, so you can you can wait later on and get somebody like William Contreras. Or I've been taking shares of Sean Murphy this year. I think Sean Murphy mm-hmm. could have a, a real big year too, and you can get them much much later in the draft. I love Adley Rutschman. I will hype him up every chance that I possibly get. Realistically, I'm probably not going to draft him because I don't want a fifth round catcher when I can get a 13th round catcher and be just as happy. Yeah, and you mentioned his, his second half last year. I mean, the power numbers were about the same with 12 home runs and 11 home runs in the first half, but the batting average, 297 in the second half as opposed to 211 in the first half. OPS, 834 opposed to 680. So 150 points higher on the OPS, uh, 17 more total bases in one fewer at-bat. So just great second half. And I mean, I, I mm. can only imagine this World Baseball Classic will just jumpstart his season. That's the thing I like about this World Baseball Classic, too, is that are performing this well. This is a fucking ego boost. This is a this gives them crazy momentum into the season rather than, you know, just kind of knocking the ball around a little bit in spring training, hanging out in the sunshine. They're out there playing with their boys. They're dominating. They're hyped up. They got the super intense energy. And then they're just going straight into their fucking t- like he's going straight back to the Royals after this to bring this back to the clubhouse, which. I mean, the Royals might win. They might win 66 games instead of 65 just because of this. Uh, I think that's a, another that might one. Might be a bit low. <laughs> another what? <laughs> oh, I was going to mention another Venezuelan player. Oh yeah, keep keep, keep it going here. here. Keep 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 the train going. We we got another one. It's it's a one of our guys, Anthony mm-hmm. Santander, has been an absolute machine as well. He's three for nine, which I don't like quite as much because we just talked about you need like the like you expect the guys to have the the higher average and things. Three for nine, but he has a triple and two bombs, four RBIs, scored three runs. He's doing everything that you expect him to do. Extra base hits. I mean, I don't actually, I don't think anybody expected him to hit a triple, but his home yeah. run absolute nukes too. So he he's on fire. Yeah, he's he's been having a, a great War Baseball Classic, and I think he's been, I think Venezuela has played some decent opponents. They played uh, Puerto Rico in in their second game. They played the Dominican Republic in their first game. That was a big upset there. So yeah, he, this is this, and but he's he's not an average hitter. So so three for nine, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. Last year, third three home runs, eight and nine RBIs, hit two forty. We've talked about him a few times on this show now. I mean, he's his ADP is getting up there where it's almost like, is, is he overvalued at this point? He's up there at 126. Stanton is at 128. Uh, Andrew, I don't, this is going off topic here, but Andrew Vaughn at 131. I, I don't get the Andrew Vaughn hype whatsoever. Uh, next outfield after that is will. Hunter Renfro, Ian Happ. Man, this just Suzuki, uh, Nimo, Limo, Nimo, Lars, McNeil, it's just showing how absolutely shallow outfield is. So Santander, I think as a third outfielder or fourth outfielder, fourth outfielder, you I mean you're set. But if he's like a yeah. third outfielder with a with a guy with a better average and, and a stud, 
uh, I think that that's that's a great call. I'm a, I'm a big fan of of Santander uh, this season. Maybe I'll open a, an account with the Santander Bank. We'll see. <laughs> he is one of those guys that we've been keying in on later on. I know you said you think he's getting a little overdrafted and agree, but I think it was 13 batters hit 30 plus home runs last year, mm-hmm. and him and Rowdy Telez are really the only two 30 plus home run guys that you can get that later on. John Carlos Stanton, you can too, but I think what did he hit like eight doubles and then 31 home runs or something? Just that's literally all you get with Stanton. But let me let me ask you this: Would you rather have Anthony Santander or Nick Castellanos? I saw Castellanos is is ahead of him. <sighs> Probably Santander, honestly. I think Castellanos does have a, a bit of a bounce back season in him, but I, I'd have to see that. And, and Santander put up great numbers last year and is already kind of repeating that so far about Santander or Christian Yelich Santander I'm not I'm not I am not drafting Christian Yelich I will not draft him me neither never never and I mean he's going I mean it's only around earlier Yelich's ADP is 112 on NFBC and Castellanos is at 116 almost 117 so Santander is at 125 126 right around there so yeah, like I, I think he's he's at the point where this is like the final, this is the final get him at a good deal price. Like the closer we get to the season, the more he rakes in the World Baseball Classic, the more he's just going to be overdrafted, like you said. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's overdrafted now that I look at him more. But I think he's he's not someone that's like oh a sleeper value pick. He's he's being probably drafted where he should be. And you know, as you mentioned, those outfielders, I think there's a whole tier of outfielders I'm just not going to be touching really. Between Adolis Garcia is the last one, starting with Corbin Carroll, down to Chris Chris Bryant, the Castellanos. Like I like Tiasker, Brian Reynolds can be decent. Um, Taylor mm-hmm. Ward, if he falls, but like there's a whole ten outfielders there that I do not want. So my draft strategy will be to <laughs> definitely get an outfielder early. Yeah, that's what right. I tried to do in our SUPN draft, and it's not going so well. <laughs> All right, and before we get down to our next guy here, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. We're all Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, going down to to this man. You mentioned him already. You you showed me a clip. You got ready. You got ready to go after this show. Joey Manessis of the Washington Nationals for Team Mexico hitting bombs, just throwing his bat to the moon after his one home run against uh, Team USA, I believe. He's 5 for 10, two home runs, four runs, five RBIs. Uh, his ADP is 198. What are you thinking about Joey Manessis? Uh, I think Manessis is doing exactly what he needed to do to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Last year he was a 30-year-old rookie that was really hot down the stretch and everybody kept saying all right he's going to cool down all right he's going to cool down all right he's going to cool down and he never cooled down to the point that the year ended and everybody was like okay well i mean like especially for us like what the fuck do you make of joey manessis what is he like he 30 year old rookies don't just come out of nowhere and rake uh, who was it? austin nola 
was a 30 year old rookie for the Mariners who hit like almost 300 and then got traded to the Padres and fell off into the oblivion. But Manessas last year uh, came out of nowhere, barrel rate 9.9 percent. We'll just call it 10. Uh, average exit velocity 91.4 miles an hour. Uh, expected slugging 457. Hard hit rate 47.1 percent. That's 12 percent higher than the league average. And he had a K rate of only 21.8 percent, which is lower than the league average. He hit 13 home runs in only 56 games with 14 doubles had 34 RBIs. That's not something that somebody for the Washington nationals is supposed to do. And yet here he was just absolutely raking. Yeah. I mean, he, he is going to fall victim to being the only bat really in that nationals lineup. Uh, he's trying to hit third with Lane Thomas, Corey Dickerson ahead of him, uh, Candelario, Cabot Ruiz, Dom Smith behind him. So t- really, really just weak lineup there. But yeah, I mean, you said it. Um, last year in AAA, he had uh, 20 home runs in 96 games. I call it up, had 13 home runs in 56 games. So 33 home runs pretty much for, for a full season there. You would definitely take that. Year before, he had 15 home runs in 88 games in the minors. Uh, back in 2018, he had 23 home runs for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, AAA affiliate of the Phillies. So of course, we uh, <laughs> we got rid of him, though. Yeah, Manessis right now in uh, NFPC is the 21st first baseman off the board right, between uh, Jake Cronenworth and Miguel Vargas. Uh, I I'd definitely take him there. I didn't realize he also has a uh, outfield eligibility, where he is mm-hmm. the 46th outfielder between uh, Riley Green and Alex Verdugo, then Oscar Gonzalez, Benintendi. I think Manessis is someone that might get hyped up because of this, but he maybe not enough. He, he, he like you said uh, to begin this, he's shown that last year was not a fluke, and and that average exit velo, expected slugging, all of that shows that you know he has what it takes to, to hit, hit for power, and he has all the opportunity in the world world on that uh, Nationals team. Yeah, and I mean he's behind guys in the NFBC drafts that I, I i'm so torn because the world baseball classic is such a weird thing to judge talent on but it like i mentioned it is one of those things where the good hitters are supposed to do good and when a player that you think is good but you're not sure comes out and is great that makes a difference for me and i mean he's behind guys like jake cronenworth brandon drury ryan mountcastle jose miranda who at this point I might like him better than all of them. I don't know. Like I, I have to look over my fantasy pros rankings and see if I would move him up above those guys. Cause that jumps them all the way up to the 15th outfielder or 15th first baseman behind Rowdy Telez. So I, I'm so torn that he's just doing so good. And those bombs that he hit yesterday were incredible. Like I saved the clip of him hitting that second one with the bat flip, I will probably just have that forever. It's going to go into my collection of favorite bat flips, even though it didn't happen in a major league game. And yeah, I, I have a lot to think about on this one, but if you're somebody that is drafting and you've been on the fence about Joey Manessis, I think this is the point where you're probably safe to take him. Yeah, and those home runs weren't off weren't off scrub. I mean, Nick Martinez last year had a three point four seven ERA for the Padres, and uh, Brady Singer had a three point two three ERA for for the Royals. So those are two major league pitchers, both righty on righty. He hit absolute bombs and probably, arguably, the biggest 
game of his career. Like this is him playing for his country after, you know, dreaming of getting to the big leagues, finally did that. Now he's playing for his country. So absolutely huge. I will definitely be keeping an eye out for him in the, what's in the teen, teen rounds, late teen rounds for a backup first base or even fourth outfield spot. Oh, I love him as a fourth outfielder, especially if you could stack him and I mean, it's not really a stack, but if you can get him and Santander as like your fourth and fifth outfielder, I don't know if you could work that in, but if you could find a way, that's a pretty fucking good back end to your outfield. Also, Dylan, what up, man? I Shout out Catfish. Shout him out. Hey, yeah. All right. Uh, I, I have, I put one more guy on this list. It's, uh, I'm not even sure if he's going to be starting. For, for the Dodgers this year. But Trace Thompson for uh, Team Great Britain. He did have a home run in the first inning against Team USA. He is going to be starting uh, batting seventh, according to Fangraphs. Projected to hit 19 home runs. His ADP is 603. So he's not someone that, that's going to be drafted in many leagues. Uh, let me see if he did anything today, because Great Britain has does have a lead over... Yeah, I mean, Trace Thompson, are you going to look at him in... Is, is your is your uh, TGFBI draft over? It is, right? It is. It is. I did, I fucking killed it. Okay. Absolutely I mean, killed my draft. Did were you able to see the Sorry. future? Did you get a time machine <laughs> where you went to September and, and and you won it all? I saw my fantasy pros draft and analysis tell me I got a ninety six <laughs> out of a hundred on my draft, and you know what? I don't. I th- I work for fantasy pros, so it is my duty to say that those things are one hundred percent accurate, and you should absolutely believe every number it ever gives you yeah uh trace thompson is not going to be someone that's drafted in in most leagues um but good for him having a home run against uh team usa today he's over two with two walks so not much to talk about there um i would like to bring one thing up about him though okay If, if you if you look at his stat cast last year he played 80 games Last year, barrel rate of 16.4%. Average exit velocity Ooh, of 92.2%. That's, that's double He's, He didn't average, play enough right? games. What, seven? Uh, 6.7. So, like, yeah, like he, he hasn't played enough. He didn't play enough games to register, like, in the percentiles for that kind of stuff. But, I mean, 16% barrel rate would have put him top. Yeah. I think it would have put him top 10 in baseball. 92.2 average exit below. I mean, the year before, he that's only had... Good. 17 batted balls, but six of them were barrels, 35%. So he's going to have the opportunity there with, with the Dodgers. The Dodgers do not have a, a great outfield. So maybe he is able to parlay this into, into something something bigger for himself. Did we bring up Soto on the podcast or just beforehand? Uh, just on a little, I think it, little uh, I think it was just, pre- just beforehand. Yeah, uh, yeah, I only really brought up players that have played two. Well, I was looking before the, the DR game today, but Soto hit a bomb today into the uh, second depth. Second deck down there in Miami. I think now I said what he's like uh, five for nine or something. I can't find a World Baseball Classic stat. Yeah, Soto coming out showing we can do <laughs> in a good lineup. He's going to have a, a similar lineup at least a top four or five with uh, your favorite Xander Bogarts there in, in San Diego. God. Yeah, I, I fucking hate Xander Bogarts. I was so happy writing that little blurb for my Fantasy Bros article, which. Mike, I know you're not watching this, but I'm sorry. It's like four days late. I apologize. It's coming. Uh, I'm riding uh, my biggest bus for the year for fantasy baseball, and Xander Bogarts was 
the very first name I put on there, and I couldn't wait to put it there. But yeah, Juan Soto is raking. I'm curious to see how he does this season because I I don't want to freak out. I think I said this on the last episode. I don't want to freak out. I do think last season's batting average and all that was a fluke. I don't know what was going on with the mm-hmm. swing or any of that, but there is something to say about the fact that Petco Park is it's the second worst pitcher park or the second worst hitter park in baseball, only behind T-Mobile Park out here in Seattle. And I need I'm gonna pull this up real quick while we are while we're here because I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I got Soto's numbers uh, here through two, through two games. He is four for nine, two doubles, a home run, two RBIs, one walk, one strikeout. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. But mm-hmm. what I was saying was, I don't know. Like in San Diego last year, Soto was hitting two forty six before he went to San Diego. He hit two thirty six after he got to San Diego. Brandon Drury was hitting two seventy four before. Uh, after joining San Diego, thirty eight. Josh Bell was hitting three hundred one beforehand, and after joining San Diego, he hit one ninety two. So, do I think it was a fluke with Soto? Partially, but I think there is also something to the fact that San Diego just fucking sucks to hit out unless you're Manny Machado. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is going to play a pack, play a factor. That's definitely something that I think is going into people not quite believing in them yet or believing in their fantasy prospects as of yet because you you have to see what this team can do together. I mean, Tatis hasn't been on that roster until he'll be on there a few weeks into April. Uh, Machado's there. Bogart's mm-hmm. in there now. So they, they have a good mix. Nelson Cruz, they have hitters. It's just a matter of you know putting it all together. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, how did that Schwarber home run make you feel? Like, did you get tingly a little bit? As um, a Phillies no. fan? No, it was, <laughs> uh, I saw him hit home runs in the playoffs. I mean, it was after that in a, in a pretty much exhibition game. I, I don't, I don't care too much to be honest. Yeah, I still loved it though. I'm not gonna lie. I still it was nice because because I bet on the over and that was going towards it, but of course I didn't hit. Oh, speaking and then, of and betting, then, and then they benched, they benched them, they benched all the Phillies, and they got smacked by Mexico. So that's what happened. <laughs> Mark DeRosa. <laughs> I was pretty profitable on my home run prop bets the other day that I was throwing out there. The one that I was going to bet was Trace Thompson was like plus 1,200 to hit a home run. And I had the bet in there. And then at the last minute, I was like, that seems like a stupid bet. Like, I I was like, I'm just throwing money out there at this point for the the fun of it. I'm not, of course, the first person to hit a fucking home Mm -hmm. run in the game was Trace Thompson. One of those ones that you look back and you're like, next time just click the fucking button. I yeah, all this I mean, make the bet. Yeah, I, I wish my books had a home run props. I'm hoping maybe they they open up more in the, in the quarterfinals once we get past, past pool play. Oh, one more guy. We didn't put him on the list, but I'm going to ask you about him. Put you on the spot. Okay, Hassan Kim. Yeah, I I'm bringing him up because I bet on to hit a home run the other day <laughs> at plus 800, and he hit two, and I I felt incredible about that. Uh, he related to man. What position is he going to play for San Diego? He's gonna he's going to be in the starting nine to start the second year base, for San right? Diego. I think it is second yeah, he's base. Second base. So the guy's so many, inches. but he's a guy that's kind of light on power. Do does his power surge in the WBC? Does that give you hope, or do you think he's still kind of a, more of like a eleven twelve home run guy? No, I don't think that gives gives me much hope. I. I 
I mean, he was he had three home runs, but he only had three hits and sixteen at bats all, all, all tournament. <laughs> uh, I imagine, you know, given their pool, they had uh, China, Czech Republic, Australia in there. I think his two home run game must have came against one of one of those teams. It was definitely not against Japan. I'm trying to find it, but yeah, I mean, good for him just to show that power. Maybe he can be a a a, a weapon, maybe a deeper league, or you know, in, out of that seven spot for for the Padres. The, the Padres lineup, though, after I guess when you put Tatis in there, it'll be better. But after you got Bogart, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth, Cruz, Matt Carpenter, Kim. Trent Grisham and Austin Nola. So like they have a good top three or four. Yeah. But we say that we say that about like the Royals. The Royals have a good top three or four too. And then it falls off. Yeah. And so the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come down to pitching there. Uh, You Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, I think is hurt to start the year. So we'll see what that does. Team Israel. Shout out uh, Garrett Stubbs as well. Big big, uh, game winning double, I believe. (laughs) Best backup catcher in baseball. Team has the best hats. They got the best hats in the WBC. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, uh, I, on, I've one had... more on a Hassan Kim. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think my uh, no, 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 keep on. Uh, you, okay. you, you, bro- you broke up there a little bit. Go ahead. I was just going to like wrap it up a little bit. So if you got, if oh, you got not, yeah, my can... keep, 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 keep them firing. Oh, here. you're good. I was just going to say one more thing on Hassan Kim. Uh, he is somebody that's very overlooked. And I think as long as he's, if he could start the entire year, he could be a very deep sleeper this year. Cause I mean, he had 29 doubles, 11 home runs and 12 stolen bases. 51 last year in 150 games. Caught stealing twice. He doesn't run a ton, but there's some value there later on in the draft. I, I'm pretty sure I can tell by your typing fingers. You're probably looking up his ADP right now. He's ADP, <laughs> but five. Uh, he's third base and shortstop eligible. So I mean, in in TGFBI, you have middle infield, corner infield. He he fits both of them. Yeah, it, we love the dual position eligibility around here, especially positions like third base. Third base is fucking shallow. So getting somebody that's got that eligibility is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've I've had a, a great time watching yeah. the World Baseball Classic so far. Uh, hopefully, you can also get involved as as Team USA plays more. We have more games televised now on Fox, uh, FS1. You can, I'm sure you can find a stream as well. Should be some good games coming up up this week. Hopefully, some more uh, you know impactful fantasy baseball stuff to talk about as uh, this tournament moves along. I think it's over next Tuesday is the championship. Who do you think is going to take it? I think the Dominican Republic is looking pretty good. Uh, Venezuela is, is surprising, but it, it's going to be. I mean, we have to see Japan too against these teams. Mm-hmm. Japan's who I've got. I, I think they're just they're too good all around. They're too they're too good. They got Yoshida. They got fucking Newt Bar. They got Otani. Got Darvish. They they got the pitching. They got the hitting. They're they're too good. They are the favorites right now. They're plus 200. They were plus 280 before it started. Uh, Dominican Republic plus two, 390. USA plus 390. I don't. I do not think USA is winning it. I, I would fade USA as much as possible tonight. They're playing Canada. I'm not sure if I'm going to fade them against Canada, but we'll we'll see. You're big on Israel's going to win. What's Israel at? Do you got the the line on Israel? Uh, Israel to win it all. Um, load more. 
plus uh, <laughs> 125 to 1. So go ahead. I mean, if you're, I mean, Ted, if you are that <laughs> confident, put some money on it. I want to see it hit because anything can happen at this point. Mexico, Mexico just blew out USA, which I don't think anybody thought was going to happen except, did you have money on that, Ryan? Did you pick Mexico? I did have Mexico. I, I've had money on both underdogs last night, and I figured if one of them hits, it's great, and Mexico hit. Yeah, I saw that in the Discord last night before sleep. Shout out the yeah, Discord, man. by the way. Uh, SG.pn slash Discord. Type that in your browser. Takes you right to the Discord. We got every sport you could ever want or imagine over there to talk about. We're in there talking about baseball, fantasy baseball. Ryan's hanging out in the uh, hockey Discord quite a bit. I pop over there whenever the Kraken are playing. I'm a big Kraken fan just so I can complain about Philip Grubauer, even though he's <laughs> playing much better lately, but still... <sighs> Gruby, you you hurt me too many times. Yeah, we, we got to get the uh, MLB channel in the Discord going. I was talking to myself in there for a bit earlier today. Hockey channel is always popping <laughs> off, though, so <laughs> do check that out if you're a hockey fan. And if you're a hockey fan, make sure you and you listen to this and you don't listen to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. I'm not sure what you're doing. Great show over there. I'm going to be recording that later tonight with uh, Talon, and, Talon and Joel. So, yeah, make sure you check out the Discord. Make sure you subscribe to Baseball Money is Fake. Follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Follow us on Twitch at Fake Baseball Money, YouTube, TikTok, all, all, all the good stuff there. Yeah, we are everywhere. And, Ted, if the Marlins win <laughs> the 2023 World Series, you can have my spot on the podcast. I will give it to you. It, I'm, that would be incredible. I think Jazz, Jazz in the World Series would be... If he's electric now, just imagine him in the playoffs. Oh, my God. But, yeah, uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R-Gilbert-S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time.